Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? That's the question Jesus asked his disciples. Now, in the first century, many Jews expected that when the Messiah came, he would deliver them from the Roman oppression. In John chapter 6, verse 15, perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force and make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. The people were expecting a political Messiah, a lion of a character, and not a lamb of especially one riding on a donkey. Now, it is very common to miss the Messiah when the human heart is at set on things of this world. So possibly not realizing that the real oppressor was not their current circumstances, but it was sin and the alienation from God, not the temporal inconveniences of the Roman domination. However, the identity of Jesus Christ had become evident to those who had encountered him. As in John chapter 1 verse 41, when talking, when one first seeing the Messiah, stating that he first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. In the presence of the Messiah, we are only able to see our state of being within our nature when first coming to the awakening of who he is. Now in Matthew chapter 16 verse 13, we read now when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? It was uh, Apostle Peter who answered the question correctly. And this was not by knowledge acquired or by learning, uh, but by revelation. As he affirmed that in Matthew 16, 16, Peter replied, uh, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. In verse 17, and Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, one can only imagine the, the look of the other disciples and witnessing such profundity from plain old Peter. This must have been one of those memorable moments of Jesus' ministry. In these few words by Peter echoing the voices of the long gone old men looking in faith to the day of which Peter is now beholding, that which Abraham saw. And so in Matthew 22 verse 41 to 46, a similar question is posed, but this time it is answered in denial of the Messiah. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, he asked them this question, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? Now, they said to him, the son of David, he said to them, how is it then that in the spirit calls him Lord, saying, Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. And now if David calls him Lord, how is it that his son, he is his son? And no one could be able to answer him a word. Not from that day did anyone dare to ask him any questions. Now, those who claimed to have known God and understand his words, now baffled, left speechless, for their hearts have ex been exposed to the reality of their preconceived notions of how they saw the Messiah. Now, thus, we're not willing to answer, for this will be an affirmation of the divine human son of David that is being him the Messiah.
Now, people are still answering the question by conveniently packaging the Messiah so to conceal their true heart's condition, trying to uh, sort of bind up the revelation of the Messiah just like those religious leaders of Jesus' day. Now, for to acknowledge the Messiah as Jesus would result in revealing who they are, as in the words of Jesus stated in Matthew 23, You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? It is for this very reason that Jesus Christ is so humanized in our culture, presenting him as a weak and mild person whose life and work could never seriously affect, much less change the course of history. Now, this type of Jesus Christ is preached in many a dead church and thus produces no life and, and only or no offense. People like it because they can still be in control of their lives. See, in Matthew 10, 22, it states that we, uh, we read that uh, you'll be hated by all men for my namesake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this is a message of you sharing because they will hate you. And to not be hated is to preach another gospel because the message in itself is an offense to anyone hearing it that their condition is not right, that they are separated from God, that they are alienated from God, and that there is a need for reconciliation. Not by their own works can they come to God, not by their sacrifices, nor by their uh, merits of uh, good deeds, but by the only finished work of Christ, that they would need to die to self, take on his cross, and follow him.